As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a meeting called by two councillors. Illegally! Welcome to The Hotbed. This is the podcast which aims to make the world a better place, one orgasm at a time. I'm Lisa Williams. And I'm Anarchy Somerville. And it's lovely to be here, isn't it, Anarchy? It is. The sun's shining outside. We've had about, I don't know, six months of rain. And finally the sun's out. Um, You were saying earlier there's quite a lot of people out about, despite the fact that we're in lockdown. Yeah. Having coffee, pretending that life's a bit normal. Basically, the only thing you can do is have coffee and go for a walk. Now, um, listeners, we're back here because this isn't strictly a series, is it, Anarchy? But we, we... I just missed... I missed doing the hotbed and I thought maybe we could do a little lockdown special. So if you are looking for advice on how to homeschool like a boss, how to declutter your home, then like let us know where you find the answers because you're Mm. not going to get them here, unfortunately, in this episode. No. Well, no, no. I mean, the homeschooling thing, we're going to talk a bit about libido, but let's just say that homeschooling is not going to work on your libido. The two things are at two polar opposites aren't they yes and we asked you guys how your lockdown was treating your love life your marriage your partnership your single life etc and we've got some nice answers that we're going to read out but first i'm going to ask anarchy anarchy has lockdown three been lockdown with your undies or has it been cock down no i mean i think the thing is and actually i was talking to someone else about this i think we just have to be realistic that if you can if your relationship can survive the pandemic then that is enough. And actually, I wouldn't want anyone to be listening to this and thinking, what, on top of all the other bullshit that I've got to take care of, I'm also expected to have an awful lot of sex as well. So I think at the moment, it's on hold. And from what I can tell anecdotally from friends, they've just called time on it. And that's fine. Because we're, I mean, there's there's a little part of me, which is kind of like, all of my emotional energy is invested at the moment and I, there's nothing left. Yeah, loads of people have said the same thing. 
And what I think has been really nice about what some people have said is that they've almost had a conversation about it of just like, look, this is on hold for a bit. Um, I don't feel like myself. And let's just wait until this shit show has blown over until we can start employing the word blow in a slightly sexier way. Yeah, exactly. I think that's it. And I think as long as you've kind of... I mean, the thing is that all of the things that are happening, spending such long periods of time... So I was thinking about it this morning and I was thinking in a relationship, ordinarily, the amount of time that you would spend with your partner would probably be much more limited. Maybe two hours a day, maybe three... I mean, I'm not counting the hours when you're asleep, but do you know what I mean? It would be like a, a, a limited time. So actually what we've been through is so much time together that when the pandemic finishes, we're probably then going to have to have a holiday from one another for about six months in order to just redress the balance. Because it's as if we've been holed up in a cave in a siege sort of situation, spending very, very long periods of time. And so in order to, I think, to get the the relationship back on an even keel, I think you almost got to go, you've got to say, right, I will see you in six months and then we can come back and regroup. So I, I predict that there'll be a big market in kind of holidays of women going with their female friends or and men going maybe with their male friends and saying, OK, let's just have some time apart for a bit. Don't mm. you think? Mag- Magaluf. Yeah, don't you fancy Package that? Package holiday for a week. Oh, my God, yes. I that's what I mean, all the conversations. All exactly. We'll it's get like, some T-shirts made. What do, do you now fancy going on holiday with your partner? Well, I just fancy going on holiday. I don't. I'm not that fussy. Ideally, if we go with the family, like with some kind of childcare included, just want to sort of lie on on a sun lounger and have a sleep. I mean, there's a woman whose garden backs onto mine where I work. And um, I've spent days just last summer when it was really hot. She was just lying on a sun lounger. I can see the garden now. She's just lying on a sun lounger, chilling, chilling. And I just look at her and go, the amount of money I would pay to be in your position today. I know. Now I'm going to li- I'm going to read out some lovely messages from our listeners. So we asked how your lockdown three was treating you, and um, should we take turns because you've got some that you I've wrote got down some. as well. So I've got someone said we're like best friends without the benefits, which I think chimes with a lot of people. It's very true for a lot of people. Someone's written more cuddles and less sex. Someone said they've had less sex but more intimacy, which I thought was really interesting. Because I think, if, like you say, if you can kind of furlough your love life a little bit, but at least keep yourselves close and feeling loved and cared for and sexy, as in I appreciate you, but, you know, it's not happening, then I think that can probably tide you over till you're feeling, um, you know, slightly more uh, foxy. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing these things, which I would call the uh, the hostage hug, which is kind of... Oh, God. (laughs) I think it's just kind of like, it's like during the day, you're kind of, you're you're really at the end of your tether. And so you just cling on to the other person for maybe five or ten seconds and then walk away. And I think it can't be dissimilar to hostages. So people who are kind of in sort of very high tension situations, especially when you've got young children in the house and basically the whole day is just about dragging your body around the house until it's time to go to bed again. Mm. Um, the hostage hug really helps. It's just the kind right. of... It's, well, it's, 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 it's not that you're holding them hostage, but it's just the kind of... It's almost like the, I need... I, if I don't have a hug now, mm. I am going to die. Um, it's, there's nothing sexual in it. It's just pure, I need to know. I need to feel that there's somebody there because I'm mm. feeling so bad at the moment. Um, and then you can walk away again and you can go and do Play-Doh, put the telly on, do a bit of homeschooling. We probably do about four or five of those. 
you know. Yeah, maybe maybe you hostage, need your next one. Hostage hug's a bit negative. Let's call it emergency cuddle. Great concept, terrible name. Yeah, emergency cuddle, I like that. And we've had lots of our single listeners saying, well, like two things really. Some just saying non-existent and ha, 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 ha. And others saying that they've used online dating. So we've had a few sort of shout outs for Bumble and how that has procured some lovely partners. And then this is really sweet. Must be a great lover because the guy I'm shagging now shields for two weeks and tests just to see me. Oh, see, that's proof of a good relationship, isn't it? Somebody's willing to put that effort in. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I mean, I was mainly looking at the kind of... um, Somebody wrote a brilliant one, actually. This was in our messages saying about um, hand jobs keeping their marriage alive. And I thought, bloody hell, have you even got the energy to do that? That's amazing. So I've been using my phone so much that actually all both of my wrists, both of my wrists are now in slings. You know, I can't even, I mean, the notion that I'd have the, you know, the wrist power to be able to do that. I take my, take my hat off to that layer, dear. Well, over the, our, our illustrious career in the hotbed, we've had various lovely vibrators given to us. And some of them are still wrapped up in my computer bag. So in the boxes mm. with the cellophane wrapped over them. But again, you see, this is the problem. I think I've said to you before is if I if I can't find a battery that is going to go in that thing, then that again becomes another stressor because it's like I've got to go to the shop, buy the battery, put it in, look at the instructions. So they, unfortunately, even the sex toys haven't had a good a good innings either. I don't think there's been a lot of love for um, Lily Allen's sex toy range, which is basically the womanizer, which is basically the same as the um, satisfier that was the first sex toy oh, that you, yeah. me and Cherry reviewed. And so I'm quite happy to see that out in the world, pleasing people. And then we were given Smile Makers by Oliver Bonus last year. And the tennis coach one's pretty good. I recommend that one. Do and we you? were talking, weren't we, in our video about how tennis coaches are always sexy. And so I think it's quite a nice sort of um, nice bit of imagery. Yeah, that's a funny thing. I don't know why, but you said tennis coach. And then immediately I saw Tom Selleck in a really high cut pair of shorts. Tom Selleck, I mean, he's still alive, I think incredibly oh, yeah. sexy man like i think mm-hmm. we've shared we've shared his image many times oh, yeah yeah we've shared um, him for ellie of the scummy mummies on her request because she, she said thought... he was her middle-aged you know heartthrob dreamboat but what's quite funny and that's another little maybe that is a nice tip actually is if you can find a film that you can watch with your children but has some sort of eye candy for yourself so i mean i couldn't get i couldn't get her to watch three men and a baby but if I can find other films like that, I mean, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of other examples. Can you think of any other examples? No, also- but in in the new version of The Chipmunks, Dave's pretty hot, but he's a cartoon character. I don't know. Does that count? He could do. I mean, I've sort of fallen in love with Flop a little bit out of Bing, only because he's so understanding and he never loses his temper. <laughs> Tell me about your lockdown hunks then. Do you have any new, like, flavours of the month? I think, let's have a, let's have a think. It's interesting. I'm trying to think of all the stuff that I've watched on telly. I've watched so much stuff on telly and there hasn't been an awful lot of talent. I've not been into Bridgerton. Can't get into it. Everyone keeps telling me how good it is. But I, I, have you been watching it, Bridgerton? Well, I started watching it and I started watching it with my other half and he was just like, this is really boring. And I probably would have given it more time if he'd been into it. But we watched maybe one or two episodes and there wasn't any shagging. So I got a bit bored. But um Apparently, the really good sexy stuff happens like five episodes in, which is quite a lot of commitment. So, no, I never got there either. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I, I, I feel like 
maybe I've been watching a bit too much. We were watching something called The Investigation, which was all about a really awful crime sort of investigation in Denmark. And I don't think I've been watching very much that's been very evocative or erotic or anything like that. So, Did you watch Steve McQueen's Lover's Rock? No. Was that good? Ah, you would love it. You would absolutely love it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's basically an art film um, set at a house party and there's some very sexy dancing and it's really sort of sensuous. Like you can feel the sort of fabric of what they're wearing and the smell and the sounds. And yeah, that's that's hot. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, Hotbed listeners. This is Dr. Karen, a.k.a. The Sex Doctor, and I'm here to talk about rescuing your libido in lockdown. The first thing I want to say is try not to worry about it too much. Everybody who lives with a partner is seeing a huge decrease in their libido in lockdown. And it makes perfect sense. We see the same person every day, 24-7. There's a ton more stress and we basically live in our pyjamas. And all of those things contribute to us really just not feeling like it. So try not to worry too much. It'll be back once we can get out again. We can start to have some time away from the family. We can start doing things that make us feel good again and make us feel like us again. And we can start wearing makeup or start dressing in clothes that make us feel like we're not just in the house all day. But if you can't wait and you want to make some changes now, there are a couple of things that will work. Basically, know how your desire works. Desire in long-term relationships is responsive, not there out of the blue, which means you need to kickstart it. 
There are plenty of things that will kickstart it. Thinking about audio erotica, apps like Dipsy, thinking about porn, and there's plenty of ethical porn available where you don't feel icky after you've watched it. Those types of things will really kickstart your desire. Another thing, I know it sounds odd, but sex research tells us that if we spend time with a partner doing something a bit fun and a bit different together where we have a have a laugh and kind of hang out in a way we don't usually hang out, that tends to have an effect of increasing our desire. So for example, you might swap one night a week of watching Netflix for doing something different together like a board game, like planning your perfect cross-country trip when all this is over, like having a go sketching each other for a laugh, whatever it might be. Those things are things that you can do during lockdown that science tells us will have an effect. So you could try those as well. If you want to know more about desire, you can watch my TED talk or get my book, Mind the Gap, The Truth About Desire and How to Future-Proof Your Sex Life. And we have a ton of resources to help your sex life for free on our website as well as some online workshops around desire and long-term relationships and a new one about how to not let having kids ruin your sex life. That's all for me for now. Have a great day and thanks, Hotbed Crew. Lisa here to tell you about my podcast, if you like the hotbed. It's called 50 Shades of Green and it is founded and hosted by Lauren Derrett, the founder of Wear em Out Pads, the reusable menstrual product brand. She is starting a podcast to discuss eco tips, eco hacks, eco dilemmas and eco recommendations. And her first guest is none other than Jules Oliver. How about If you'd like to listen and find out more about when it starts, follow her on Instagram at Wear em Out Pads. Enjoy. And did you see, Anarchy, that we're, we've been published in Poland? Our book's been published in Poland. I didn't see that. No, that's amazing, isn't it? Oh, my God. And it looks completely amazing. Though so someone tweeted a picture of it and it's pink with like dark pink writing. And it's such clever artwork. It's like called, so more orgasms, please, in Polish. Polish listeners, forgive my accent. Dużo orgasmo proce. That means oh. more orgasms, please. But what they've done with dozo, which must mean more, they've done loads of O's. So it's like dozo oh, so that's, that's clever. It's, it's so clever. I'm going to show you, but obviously our listeners can see that it's like. Oh, yeah, that is that? cool. I'm oh, so I hadn't even known about That's brilliant. So, some Polish listeners, news. if you found us through our publication in Poland, and if you can understand English, sorry we don't speak Polish, but we're really happy to have you, and we hope you enjoyed our book. Did you see our lovely dildo lady on the BBC News? She was a spokesperson. So, dildo lady was on the BBC yeah. talking about something in very unassuming sort of background with a bookshelf, just like everyone's house, basically. And there was like a huge pink dildo on one of the shelves, which an eagle-eyed viewer spotted, and um, she became instantly famous. Yeah, but I was it was funny because I I had a well I had a hand cream I think it was on the bed on the headboard of the bed and I could see that whenever I was talking to this person their eyes kept going up to the headboard you know and it was quite a prof- well, it was supposed to be a professional meeting and so I had to just call it out so I just actually picked it up and I said oh this you're looking at this I said and I unfortunately I I used the word I said oh this is not lube it's hand cream but they were quite, they were a little bit horrified but i sort of feel like at the moment all of those 
etiquettes that used to exist are no longer it's, you know i i really don't think we can judge people on what they have in the back at any point you know it could be anything at all couldn't it if they've got a, a sex harness hanging from the ceiling lube bring it out babes bring it out exactly we're all working in these in these very difficult situations so i hope people weren't shaming her because they shouldn't have been i think there was i think people just found it so funny that that's why they were sharing it and I think that it really depends on how she is and how she'd react to that. Like, I would probably find that quite funny, but it depends how people, I suppose, are reacting to her and if they're laughing in the street or whatever. Like, no one can deal with that. I personally wouldn't shame her. I'm not going to name her. I would have put the screen grab on our grid, but it didn't feel right to sort of keep on sharing it. I'm happy to talk about it. But similarly, I saw a really good article about it by Rebecca Reed, who's a really good journalist who often writes about sex and relationships. And she um, cut off the name. So she did show the picture, but she cut off her name, which I thought was quite nice. So I salute that woman. The thing is, we don't know if it was a real dildo. It could have been a joke one. Like it looked a little bit like it could have been, you know, that game that's like hoopla, but with an erect penis that you might have for a hen do. Like it could have been that. Lastly, I wanted to ask you about the mental load in your house. So how are you able to organise all the jobs that need doing? And obviously we can sort of complain about it, laugh about it, but like it is quite a big deal. And lots of surveys and studies have shown how much more women are doing than men in heterosexual relationships and how men think they're doing loads of homeschooling, but they're not. And I suppose now that we're both stuck at home, if you're in a relationship, then there is kind of more housework to do and there's more things to do. How's it all going in your in your household? Do you know what? We've, I think, finally in lockdown three, we've kind of worked things out, but we're in a different situation. Everyone is in such a different situation because the thing is, Paul is on furlough, so he is not working. I am working, but we're lucky enough that one child can go into childcare. So we've got one child at home that we're homeschooling. So the people that I've been talking to are trying to homeschool three children. This is one of my friends, three children working. She's working full time and her partner's working full time. Mm. Well, in in that scenario, I just, I I take my hat off because I just, and there are people, obviously the single parents, you know, having to deal with challenging times, having kids are at home all the time and trying to work and having no respite. So I've sort of, I've got to the stage now where it's, there's a dangerous little thing that happens, which I, I think is that you start thinking the domestic stuff can wait, which is, you know, nobody's coming to the house. So who the fuck cares if your toilet hasn't got toilet duck shoved down it, you know? And so I think I do, I'm a big fan of the once a week, all I can see clean, which I literally, it takes me 20 minutes and I just speed around the house and dust anything that looks dusty and that's it. And then quick bathroom and that's it. And then the rest of the time, we're just muddling along. So I mean, the wash, I think the washing is one of the biggest things, washing and food. And one of the things I was talking about, which I don't know if you agree, is just being the person who always comes up with a plan. So that's, that's the heaviest load for me. It's just kind of like, what are we doing today? What's the plan? And that's in, I think before, obviously, we had activities to do. We had kids parties to go to. We had things that we would do as a family. Now, the only bit of the plan that I come up with is the walk and nobody enjoys it. You know what people have been talking about locally? This is how bad it is. There's some flats going up near us. And the developer has put a collage outside to show what the photo, what the flats will look like. You know how developers put fancy schmancy pictures on. And I would say that people have been leaving the house 
to go and look at the photographs of what the apartments are going to look like. And some people have been screen grabbing pictures of the collage and then sharing that on WhatsApp groups. So (laughs) (laughs) that's like, so me and my family, did you ever do this? Oh my God, I've just realised how weird we probably are. But me and my family used to most weekends go and look around a show home. Oh yeah. Did you I would love do that? that. No, no, but that that to me would be ideal. I'd love. That. I don't know if that's such a thing anymore. But we would we weren't house hunting, but we'd look around show homes, and I would always. Oh my god, I would always go and use the loo, and my sister would always open the fridge and see if there was any food or drink in there, and that was like the ritual thing that we did. It makes me laugh because I think Matt Haig, who does a lot of these kind of slightly uplifting sort of affirmation statements on Instagram, is obviously a, a writer as well. He'd done something about, you know, when we sit in a cafe or when we go to the cinema, it's just going to feel amazing. It's going to feel incredible. And then part of me is like, I hope it does. But then I also hope we still have this little kind of appreciation of really tedious, tiny things. Because actually, you know, because our our expectations have had to get so much lower that, you know, you are literally like, oh, there's a new brand of cheese in Lidl. You know, that's exciting. So lockdown was meant to lift on the 8th of March. I don't know if it will, but like if that date is still being stuck to, then um, it's International Women's Day. And I was thinking about that because that was one of the last podcasts that we recorded together was our Women's Day episode with um, Book of Mum and Karen Gurney at Soho Radio. And I was like, God, it's a change of mindset because last year it was all about, well, you know, what can we achieve and what can we fight for? International Women's Day this year, end of lockdown. All I want is a spa day. Spa day. And I do think a girly holiday or, you know, it's good. Girlie's a bit sexist. A woman's holiday, an International Women's Day holiday. That's what it should yeah. be. International Women's International day. Women's holiday. I think all women should just be able to stay in bed all day. Yeah. All day, and that's it. And then we'll get back to the campaigning after that. But we're too na- we're too knackered. We're too tired, exactly. So just just have very low expectations. Bed and shit's creek. New book is going to be called "More Sleep, Please: Why Female Relaxation Matters" by the Hotbed Collective. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the title of it. Exactly. That's going to go down. That's it. That is it, isn't it? It's it's a step process. So you need to do the relaxation. Then you can. It, actually, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs if you look it up online you can see like the baseline needs and at the moment we're kind of in the I think I'm going to die need state and we need to go up to the kind of I'm I'm feeling good enough now that I can start thinking about normal everyday things like sex again that's one of the things I'm going to do I mean I know we're all about positive body positivity body positivity but something's happened to my chin I think through excessive (laughs) phone usage and zoom meetings where I've sort of grown a gizzard underneath. And so the first thing I'm going to try and do is get it taped up in some sort of surgical manoeuvre, which may not be very feminist, but I don't give a shit. My advice to younger listeners is get your chin out whilst you can. Make sure you enjoy really, that chin. Really, really display the chin and show it off as much as you can, especially in zooms. Feel that chin, stroke it, work it, love it, use it, want it. Exactly. And don't, because and later on you'll miss it. You've been listening to The Hotbed, the podcast brought to you by The Hotbed Collective, who want to make life better, one orgasm at a time. If you like us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us using your podcast player. And while you're there, leave us a glowing review, if only to massage our paper-thin egos. Thank you. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Dori Shafrier. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us.